0: So, so hello and welcome to the first of many um video vlogs um on voices for Scotland and we are going to be speaking to one of the um campaign co- or- campaign organizers yeah campaign organ see yeah. I'm doing brilliant now uh, campaign organizers Uh, in in a wee minute, but I'll I'll let you know a bit about myself. My name is Mike McCune. I am 37 years of age. I don't know why I said my my age to you. I'm from East Renfrewshire and I'm a disability campaigner and advocate um, because there's so many issues affecting people with um, disabilities now. Uh, especially in the in the light of the uh, coronavirus, I'm also a freelance journalist as well. Um, where I write blogs and uh, columns for, for newspapers, and I have been on TV a few times as well. So yeah, that that's enough about me. Um, I'm going to hand you over to one of the co um, the the uh, um, Alan now.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. I'm Alan White. I'm the, one of the campaign organisers, Voices for Scotland, um, working with Voices for Scotland for about a, a year or so now, and um, kind of a, a strange route to, to to being a campaigner, independence campaigner. Um, when I, I went, I went to uni to study zoology, of all things, and then ended up working for uh, an environmental NGO for about five years or so. Um, Working in parliamentary affairs and then moving into policy, um, and, and then after that, I sort of I, I I gave all that up for a little while and then did a few various things. There was a, a postman. I go. I worked in Tesco for a while doing the delivery driving, um, and then then I I came, I, I, I moved away and then I came back to Glasgow and uh, I went to Glasgow School of Art and did a, a master's in uh, sound design and filmmaking. Um, Worked, then I I started working as a um, as an artist um, working with uh, young people uh, particularly in the east end of Glasgow so young people from sort of disadvantaged backgrounds who um, uh, who dropped out of school at a young age and it was we did these sort of employability stroke art courses um, really to just to give them a, an opportunity to to make something uh, better. To maybe change the trajectory of their lives, which, which was great. Um, a really, really rewarding job, but you know, uh, one of the things about that was you saw firsthand the the impact that austerity and things were having. Um, and, uh, part of me, you know, was, was there to help the young people and, and, you know, help them get into college or get a job or whatever it might be. But another part of me got really, really angry and, uh, wanted to do something about it, and um, yeah, then I saw saw this 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 opportunity with, with Voices for Scotland, and uh, yeah, I thought it was a great opportunity to to get involved and actually try try and do stuff that can can make a change. So yeah, that's that's how I am, where I am, I guess.
0: So yeah, um, I was going to ask you ask about how good you get involved in in Voices for Scotland, but. I think, like, you answered that. that yeah. Question. But, um, so, I, I take it, like, you, you've you always been the, a big campaigner, and, and I know that. I mean, we'll, we'll get to Voices for Scotland in, in a minute or two, but just let us know about uh, why, like, you wanted to to maybe engage with the work that, that Voices are doing. Well, I mean, I suppose it... For a lot of people, um, their
1: the sort of journey to being an independent supporter goes back to around about the you know the, the build up to the last referendum um, in two thousand fourteen, and you know for me I, I guess I don't know I, I, I guess the thing that switched me on to independence was I I, I don't know I I was trying to think about it earlier on if, if I was always an independent supporter and I, I don't think I was you know I think I'll, I I just. There was maybe a time when it didn't seem like a possibility, or it didn't seem like it could be a reality. Um, but that's what what the the campaign in two thousand fourteen and the lead up to two thousand fourteen did was it made it apparent that this was a possibility and it was a reality um, that that independence could actually happen. But wrapped up in that was what independence actually means, and and for me, it's like the opportunity to to make something better, to make changes, to make the lives of the people in this country better. And, and that's why I wanted to get involved. But specifically with, with, with Voices for Scotland, um, I, 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 as I say, I, I saw the, the job advertised, and I didn't really know much about the organisation before that. But it's exactly the sort of campaign that I wanted to be involved with because, I'm to be honest with you, I'm not particularly interested in party politics. Um, I think there's there's a, a there's a lot of um, issues around party politics and, and and it becoming a bit of a game about how political parties play against each other, and often the, the people that lose most from that game are members of the public, the people that need um, governments and, and politicians to stand up for them. They're they're the big losers in that game. Um, so yeah, big independent supporter for for a long time now but not so keen in party politics. And that's why I was really, really interested in Voices for Scotland and what Voices for Scotland um, wants to do, and it, it puts people first. And it's about giving people, the public, a platform to talk about what's important to them and talk about the country that they want to see and what an independent Scotland looks like to them. Um, so it was really, really appealing to me. That's why I wanted to be involved with Voices for Scotland to, to just yeah to be part of that, I think, yeah, totally.
0: I think this is the first one that we've did, and hopefully um, we'll get good feedback to do many, many more of these. And we we can go we we can go into detail about what independence will look like right for everybody, men, women, disability, or, you know, whatever. But this this is basically just to kind of like test the waters and just to kind of like introduced yourself, Alan, and and also myself as well, Um, but more so for you and more so for to maybe advertise it or give Voices for Scotland a platform. So can you tell us a wee bit about why Voices for Scotland got set up? I I think you you gave it away there about independence, but why was it important for Voices to... To Scott, I take it was uh, two thousand
1: and fourteen, yeah. No, uh, Voices for Scotland was was formed in two thousand and eighteen, actually. So, Voices for Scotland was actually set up by the Scottish Independence Convention, the SIC. So, um, the SIC is for anybody who doesn't know, is um, the sort of umbrella group for loads of different organisations. So, like, so the SNP. Uh, and the Green Party are voting members of the SIC. So is Common So is like Labour for Independence, NHS for Yes, uh, the Radical Independence Campaign, SNP Students, Women for Independence. The list goes on and on and on. So the SIC is this this big grouping of independent supporters, and um, that was that was that was I think it's the the only group like that, and certainly the biggest. And Voices for Scotland was set up as the sort of campaigning arm of all those different organisations. So, of course, across Scotland, <clears throat> we've got different groups, lots of different yes groups who are supportive of independence. But this group, uh, Voices for Scotland, is the sort of campaigning arm of the Scottish Independence Convention. So it's got the, got the backing of all those different groups. It's autonomous in in, in, in many ways. Uh, but that's that's where it, it came from um, and I think I think a big part of the idea about setting up Voices for Scotland was that it wasn't party political that it's, a, it's a civic organization um, that really that really does put people um, and their stories at, at the forefront of everything that we're all about so um, so that's that's why it was set up and that's where it was came from. But th- this is this is a, this is a, a you're not I guess you're not really interviewing me here. This is a conversation. So what about you? What like how did you get in, getting interested and involved with, with independence?
0: I was I was a bit like you, yeah, like um, but I went back maybe well, yeah well twenty fourteen when the referendum right because I wasn't like political. I wasn't sit down and watch you know, first minister's question time or prime minister's question time because I thought, well, what the hell is the turning about? Um and then when I saw this coming up in twenty fourteen I was like, oh yeah, okay. Yeah. Because of the way that I, I would see it as um I don't know if <clears throat> you're you're the same, but the way I would see it as, you know, they if we get independence hopefully sooner than later. And mm-hmm. um, then See a chance for us to start again
1: yeah. um,
0: because at the moment um, I'm not speaking about the coronavirus but before that it wasn't a, a necro society no. um, so we've got that opportunity for us to get independence for a better society for young people, old people, disabled people, ethnic minority people, anybody with, with these kind of diverse kind of backgrounds. Mm-hmm. So then on 2014 I got more involved in my local branch yeah, in the East Renfrewshire and I started to go out canvassing and, and all that kind of stuff. So that's really what I, I kind of got involved in and I think when we get the novel, I think it made people more determined to say well you know, we're not giving up to you know, this is our human rights. And that's when I got engaged in the whole politics world. Um, You know, like, I see myself, well, I work from home anyway, but I see myself, kind of, like, what, what's in Scottish Minersk, um, on mm. the on the YouTube channel and stuff like that. And, you know, it's like... I wouldn't have I imagined myself kind of like doing that four or five, maybe 10 years ago. But now if I'm working from home, I do my work and that's on and the, the, the kind of background. And I know I, I know more about politics now than I did back then. I suppose that's
1: that's one of the, the best things that came out of, for me I anyway, mean, I'm, I'm sure it's the same for a lot of people, but one of the best things that came out of the Referendum campaign in two thousand fourteen was the engagement in politics. Like, you remember at the time, like everybody was just absolutely buzzing, like talking about politics all the time. Like at the bus stop, like I, I was out doing out doing campaigning in in Glasgow and like Buchanan Street and going around the doors, like you know handing out leaflets and stuff like that. But no matter where you went, like everybody was talking about it, and everybody, um, everybody got engaged and they were they were talking about like complex sort of like policy areas and stuff like that. But I think that's that's one of the best legacies that's happened. The people are much more engaged and much more informed, um, which yeah, it can I only mean, be a good thing. that? It, it can only be a good thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, it got more people like me, because I, I was like that as well, kind of like engaged in politics as well, you know, and I did do a bit of work for the years. Uh, I think that, like, like, yes, kind of H2 was in Glasgow. So i uh, done done a few, of a course, for the website and stuff like that. I think it ran by uh, some called Jenkins. Uh, I can't remember his first name.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, yeah. yeah. So he was kind of like heading that up and stuff like that. So, and then at that time, um... I flew my journalism. What I do, I did a few articles for the Sunday Herald, and it was on poverty in Glasgow. You know how like food banks, and you know I don't know about you, but sometimes it's like food banks and quick twenty twenty don't really sit together because mm-hmm. you would think food banks would be. 50, 70, well, sixty years ago, maybe more, but no, and this kind of, like generation, you know.
1: You know, I don't know. It's it's a yeah. I, I I totally agree with you. Um, um, but what what I worry about a lot actually is that, um, you know, people people talk about food banks a lot, and they talk about inequality a lot, um, in the same way to an extent that you know people talk about. When you hear about wars that are happening abroad, and you hear like a hundred people died or a thousand people died, it 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 doesn't it's, they become numbers. They don't become actual people in the same way that people talk about food banks. And they talk about in in the last year that the demand for food banks has doubled, and it's the, there's a it's it's quite easy for a lot of people to see that in the news, read it in the paper, or see it on Twitter, and not actually make that connection. But you know, going back to um, to something that I mentioned earlier on about when I was working with young people, like it's, I mean, it's, it was, it was so difficult to see like a young person walk into the, to the, um, the workshop that we were in with like when they they were hungry and they didn't have any money and they were wearing dirty clothes and stuff like that. That, That's the reality. That's what poverty actually is. Hmm. And, um, and, uh, it's, I mean, it it's just, it's a really, really it's a difficult thing for me to see, but I can't even imagine what it's like for that young person and the many others like them in Glasgow and in Aberdeen and Edinburgh and Dundee and all over Scotland to actually live that life. That's the reality of their lives every day. It's not a new story about food banks. It's not a new story about poverty. The reality is a really hard life for young people. Young people that could and should be in school, young people that are having like opportunities taken away from every single day. That's, that's not right. No. And, you know, and it's just, it's a really, um, it's a it's difficult thing to even talk about, you know, just like seeing it, but a, a word that you, you used um, earlier on and a word that I used earlier on is, is opportunity. and And, and, and that's where I see that's what I see in, in Scottish in, in independence for Scotland is the opportunity to make things better. Mm-hmm. I, I I think anybody who says that independence is the is the um, solution to all problems is is completely misguided. It's not. It's the, for me anyway. It, it's the opportunity to to make things better, to implement change that improves the life of people across Scotland and. Make society more equal. I don't know. Yeah.
0: I mean, when you were talking about that, um, obviously we, we could go on for ages like this, but obviously oh, wow. we, we can. But like, when we speak about <clears throat> when we speak about basic human rights, I would say <clears throat> food and housing would be up there as like number one, number two, or maybe not number them at all. Yeah, um, you know the it's basic things, you know, uh, um, uh, and stuff, and yeah, it's kind of quite, quite kind of hard to to believe that well, are schools speaking about it and trying to eradicate food banks. I mean, I'm watching uh I won't mention the program's name, but I'm watching a, a program in Yorkshire. Probably I've gave the name away now, um, and. and you Know, I've never seen inside a food bank before, but anyway. So, last week, this woman went to a food bank, and it was yeah, it was hard to watch as well because you would think because this woman was about you know 50, you know, mm. um, going into a food bank with her children, yeah, um, you know, bagging off going herself, but with a with whole family, I think, sadly two or three kegs and going into the food bank in the room and the women said, mate, so um what you're looking for and go for like that and uh, yeah. So we might come back on that on on a different um yeah because it's really a kind of big issue and it's a very dark issue as well. Mm-hmm. And as I was saying it's a Kind of human, right? And if you take people's food away from them, well, uh, uh, and I suppose it's like making people, m- making people homeless as well. If you mm. take them away, then what cans have we got? No, no, no. I think.
1: I mean, I, we'll, we'll, we'll 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 definitely come back to this again. Um, you know, and maybe and maybe another podcast or uh, another time. But um, it, I think as well, it's, just, it's good. Like obviously, Voices for Scotland, as I said, it's it's about um, people, uh, members of the public and other supporters. Like, tell us what they think as well. So, if people want to get in touch. If you're listening to this, you can get in touch touch with us uh, uh, on Twitter and on Facebook at Voices for Scot at Voices for Scott. So, um, just you'll, you'll find us. But yeah, it'd be good. Like people like leaving us their thoughts and stuff um, about these sorts of issues, and because again a lot of discussions that people have about independence they they, they they want to talk about like the process involved with it they want to talk about article 30 and they want to talk about you know will boris johnson you know let's have a referendum stuff like that and that's fine like those discussions are valid and and they need to be had um, again it's just a a personal thing but I, I want to talk about like what independence actually means for scotland and what opportunities that presents what challenges it presents as well because you know it's good it's going to there will definitely be challenges involved as well um but that's you know that's the thing that's one of the things that i really like to talk about with, with people as much as i can is what independence actually means and what what about you though uh, michael what, like what are your like i, I don't know like not <laughs> it sounds a bit silly saying like your hopes and dreams for independence but where, where do you think opportunity lies i mean yeah, obviously you do a lot, a lot of work you know disability campaign and stuff like that and um i don't know if there's any sort of specific challenges around that or more broadly what are the, where, where do you see the
0: big opportunities oh god that, that's a separate one in itself because like, di- disability is a bit like women when we were talking about food banks that's like human right and mm. like um i have not looking through them at the moment, but there's a whole massive gap in in terms of employing somebody with a disability. It's shocking, Alan. You mm-hmm. know, for for this uh, day and age and, and stuff. And I would like it to be a equal society for everyone. <clears throat> Obviously, um, you know, I have lived with a disability. I mean, what I say to people is, I was born with a disability, and I'll die with a a Disability kind of thing, you know, um, not not to be mob <laughs> when I say that, but yeah, there, there's a whole it's mate. Uh, there's a big comparison when when you speak about people with a disability or mental health issue compared to the the general job public, and uh, in, in terms of jobs, in terms of social care, in terms of. Um, getting the right payments as well. That that's why um you you know, you must commend the Scottish government for getting the um Social Security Scotland and, you know, um at the beginning like they were contacting people oil people was contacting them about because they set up I I don't know if you've heard of it, about the experience panels and yep. um no and basically what the experience panels is for people who come in to help the government design the uh, social security benefit system. Obviously, most of the benefits are with West, Westminster West now. I think we've yeah. only got about three or four, or maybe, maybe five, but we've not got a lot. Hopefully one day when we get independent and people will have, we're on, Social security system, and I think it's in the programme for government as well. About um, Scotland, they really have their own social care agency. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: And it's run in Scotland, not miles away, um, and not for people telling disabled people what to do, even yeah. though they haven't saw people with a disability, especially when it comes on to benefits as well like the old stupid at atos oh, that, I says. That's,
1: that's exactly what I was thinking <laughs> when you were saying that. I was just thinking yeah. about the, yeah. the yeah. shocking stories that we've heard, you know?
0: Yeah, I know. It's, yeah, I mean, it's been highly in the papers, but, you know, that's when the scraps and the surface. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I bet you when you're going to make sure you find millions and millions of stories as well, and, but yeah, so I would like to see an independent Scotland, everybody being and not um, fighting for basic things like food or housing or jobs or you know whatever. Um, be, because I mean, as I always say, that like, disabled people or ethnic minority people or you know whatever, it doesn't really define who you are. Uh, you know, I. I might, have, I might be the most talented person in the world, um, but people still classify me as, oh yeah, Michael's got, Michael's got a disability. Yeah. But like, that's only like a label. If
1: you do, yeah. I mean, do you I mean, do you do you, do you do you find that a lot that people like <clears throat> define you by your disability and not like who you are and what your skills are, what your talent is, and stuff.
0: I mean, when it comes to my work, yeah. um, I think it's for scraping, mm. mate. But it's not because I'm disabled. It's, me getting a is a bit kind of, oh, I know, I know someday I can get a job. You know, it's like, it's mm-hmm. not what you know. It's who you know. Like that. And I've got, I've got to make connections myself mm-hmm. uh, in a way. And don't, don't get me wrong. A couple of weeks ago, I was so, not, not, not so much down about it, but I was, like, why is, you know, there's no opportunities and stuff like that. And I know people's got the, um, special employers has got, and it's just saying it's a coronavirus, but. My biggest argument with that is when you're trying to get people with a disability into employment, and you're coming up with a stupid feeble. It's just what have you been saying for twenty years then? Because mm. like the coronavirus hasn't been about for twenty years, mm. uh, you know. And b- before that, people would say, "Well, um, can can t- can you do the job?" But we can't pay for it. Or, you know, oh, really? something like that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and yeah, it's kind of like a difficult one, like Because I'm trying to persuade, I mean, that, that's all whole point of uh, maybe going to journalism work or being on panel events to speak up for people that haven't really got a voice, but we, we should always have a voice mm-hmm. uh, and stuff. So, I know that's a kind of messy answer that that you uh, were looking for. No, it's, it's it's not.
1: I mean that it it, it you know I think it, it sums up nicely because yeah you like you're you're quite happy and, and you know confident to to speak out about, about these sorts of issues and and. I think in a, in a lot of ways that can be inspiring to other people, and you know, actually, just to sort of tie that back into to Voices for Scotland, what we're what we're doing is that we we are we are really here to to act as a, a platform for other people. So we've started doing these events. Um, we have a two sorts of events. Really, we've got a, a the get together event, um, which is just a sort of open forum for people to come together and talk about the things that are important to them. Um, and a lot of times it, you know we we pick different issues to talk about every week and we might talk around that but the the conversation obviously goes in different different mm. uh, down different different avenues but what's really good about that is you people will come on like the zoom chat and they'll they'll tell us stories about you know, what's really important to them in their community, or the reasons why they are independence uh, independent for or whatever it might be. And actually the inspiration, and it helps other people as well. So like you're doing in terms of disability rights and stuff like that, it's, you're putting your voice out there and that's inspiring others to either talk about it or feel empowered. And it's the same as with, you know, it, it, with what we're doing with, with, uh, with independence, is that we're giving people a platform to talk about it. because there might be some people on those calls and on the zoom meetings that don't really want to talk they just want to observe but when they can hear other people saying the things that they are thinking you realize that you're not alone and it's it's like building a community and we do that through our voices Um, and we do that through sharing our ideas and our hopes and aspirations and you know for 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 scotland really so it's a really uh really nice thing to do a really powerful thing to do as well i think so yeah, so it's good. So we, ha- yeah, so we have those get-together events and we're also doing other events that are like in-conversation events. So we had Elaine C. Smith uh, the other week. Um, and, uh, well, I don't know when this is, this podcast is going to go, actually, but Thursday night with David Heyman um, and Chris Dolan, And then we've got, coming up, we've got Sarah Sheridan, Jeff Palmer, uh, Jerry Hassan, I think... I'm probably missing something out as well, but anyway, yeah. But it's just, yeah, I just think it's, I think it's really important that people have the opportunity to, to listen but and to speak as well, um, because it is inspiring. and It does help people sort of formulate ideas and give them confidence as well to talk about the things. I, that
0: I, I think one thing I forgot to mention really quick rather than that, and it's part of my fault, um, because. Before the whole lockdown and all that, right? I was percie, I was portrayed myself as, yeah, Michael, I'm disabled. I can comment on different disabilities, mm. but it wasn't until I was speaking to somebody um, that somebody like you might know, but I won't mention that name, um, that she said to me, Michael, you're a journalist,
1: mm.
0: and I was at like, that you know what, she she she's, she's right, and I don't know why I'm thinking, of, I don't know why I never thought of that before. Mm. And the point that she was trying to make was, and like in the media angle as well, they kind of box you in, in a way. They right. say, Michael's disabled, he can only speak about the Paralympics and the benefits issue and, and all that. But the point that she was trying to make was, Michael, you can speak about mainstream stuff as well. You don't really need to speak about disability issues uh, and stuff like that. And I came out of that meeting and I I was saying to myself, you know what, Steve's right, but it's partly me because before lockdown, I I was saying to people, yeah, I can comment on this, this and this and this. But um, so I'm using the the whole kind of like a lot lock, well, semi lockdown, uh, if you want to call it, because I'm not in a full lockdown now. Yeah. Um, about re, I don't want to see reborn myself because that that sounds a bit cheesy, but you know <laughs> what I mean. Um, kind of like rebranding. That that's a right <laughs> word to say. Um, kind of saying you know, put myself out there and hi, I'm Michael, I'm a journalist.
1: Yeah.
0: Nothing about disability or not. Don't get me wrong, I'm not ashamed to be disabled,
1: right? right?
0: But it's just, um, the they pigeonhole you in a way. It's a bit like saying, like, yeah, I'm gay, I can only speak about LGBT issues. Yeah. You yeah. know, because, like, there's more to me than... Yeah, there's more to me than disability. That's what I was trying to say. Like, I'm into football. I know that we spoke about music before. Like, I'm into music and stuff like that. So, yeah. And uh, I suppose that's what you're looking for at Voices for Scotland as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah, I mean, like, it's obviously, there are obviously challenges, you know, for people getting together just now we, we can't do that so we, we've had to move everything online and um, but we're we're really trying to create a you know a community and a movement of people that that um that they want to want to want to share their their stories and and share their journey as well. And we and we started off this, this conversation talking about our, our journeys and how we became mm-hmm. sort of independence supporters and you know activists as well. And you know every, everybody out there has got a story. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I think it's and and that's what I found as well, like doing doing these different meetings online is that different parts of the country, you know, somebody up in Orkney um has loads in common with somebody down in Dumfries, you know, all mm-hmm. all over the country. We all share these things in common, and I see that. I think I'm, I'm probably going to say this every single time we do this podcast because it's something that I say a lot when I have conversations about independence. I'm speaking to my neighbour downstairs, uh, who's uh who's, who doesn't support independence. Actually, but I'm, I'm working on him. But um, <laughs> uh, but it's, the thing about it is, is we. it doesn't matter where we live. You know how much money we've got in bank account. The color of our skin, the, the our religion or, or anything. it We all want the same things, essentially. Mm-hmm. We all want to live in a, in a safe society. We all want a, 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 a good environment. We don't want to have to worry about money. We don't want to have to worry about putting food on the table. Um, we want to breathe clean air. We want to have good public transport. All these sorts of things. We all want the same things. Mm-hmm. And the question that I, I put to people is, you know, how, how do we get those things? We don't have them right now. How do we get those things? For me, independence is the best opportunity to achieve that. It's the best opportunity to achieve it in the quickest way and with the public having the most involvement and the most engagement in how we, how we do it as well, because that's just as important as doing it. Um, we, the, the, the way that the system works right now isn't working for people, clearly we wouldn't have to have a conversation about food banks. We wouldn't have to have a conversation about inequality. We wouldn't have to have a conversation about uh, about the, the privatization of the NHS, about public transport, if we had all the things that we need, not just yeah. what, but we need as a society. So that that's what I say to a lot of people, is we all essentially want the same thing. What's the best way to get that? And for me, it's independence.
0: It's a bit like saying, you know, I've said this to a few people, but, you know, my, and it might be funny if I'm going to say, but obviously behind that, there's a serious message. Like, like if you want to go to your bed and wake up the next day in the same world, or else if you want to go to bed and wake up with a brand new world, with with your own freedoms and your own choices and, and can as well. I know that's a, a bit risky, but of but we way putting it, but I think you might know where I'm going with that. Yeah. Um that that kinda um that kinda like sum up what I was trying to say there.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No absolutely. I like that's the thing is that each one of us has the the ability to to make change happen. Mm. Um and for various reasons we don't feel empowered to do that and that could be because we don't feel like we've got a voice or because life's just bloody difficult sometimes and you don't have the time to write a letter to an msp because you've got you're working all day and then you come home to kids or whatever um, so sometimes sometimes life just gets in the way of of you being able to enact the change, the possibility that you have, mm. um, but we all have it. We all have it. It's just that, and and I don't know. I guess I guess one thing that I, I'd really like to achieve with independence is for people. not with independence. Sorry, with with voices for Scotland, is for people to feel like they own the campaign a bit, and and that yeah. they they are it's if they want to be part of it they can be as much or as little as they like they can be involved but there's a space for them to talk about the things that are important to them and it's not just you know and it's not just about it's not just for people that are like already independent supporters it's people who are like a bit unsure that have got questions that that want to know more if you're undecided then it's a you know this, this is probably a great place for you to come and, and talk about it mm. um, I, I'm never like I, I'm not really in the business of like trying to absolutely persuade people like this is the best thing because what I think is really important is that people have the information and they can make a decision for themselves.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, That's a I, fair
1: way of putting it. Yeah. Say that again, sorry. I think we of
0: putting that. You know? Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. It, but it's but it's not just about information. Like I it, I, and I don't mean information it, like well you know it'll costs x amount and this is what will happen with uh, you know like so i don't like we can, we can talk about currency and we can talk about the economics of it all we can talk about numbers and percentages and all the rest of it and that's fine Like people want that information they can have that but what i i think people want to hear is is other stories is there, there are reasons for supporting it as well like we we talk about like inequality and stuff like that, and we for, and we talked about all various different issues. We didn't we didn't mention numbers once. We we talked about what was important to us, and we mm. talked about the opportunity that can come from independence. And I think that's that's really powerful, and that's the stories that people want to hear. Um, and, and but, but can,
0: I mean as well, you you can convince people up to a point. actually say, no, all right, what you said there, but yeah. if you were doing the same thing and live Monday to Friday. 95 in your job, and going, you know, and, and I said I didn't even meet with you to, uh, you know, meet, meet, meet with you through your work and, and stuff like that. And I was saying, Alan, look, see, see that bit, do you not know that you could make that a bit easier by doing a different bit? And then you would say, Oh, aye, I never thought about that. Yeah. And then, but Soon as I think, soon as I think that, then you see yourself. Maybe Michael or whoever it was was right. Maybe, be, be, you know what you mean. You're, you you're in your, What I'm trying to say is you're in your own world. You're in your own bubble, basically. But when yeah. somebody comes along to tell you that's not right, you should do that and you know that put that over there. Then yeah. you really think, well. I, how did I not think about that before?
1: No, totally. totally. You know,
0: it's a bit like when that woman was saying to me about, you know, you're a journalist. Yeah. You know, and I I was like, you know what, she's she's bloody right. You know, and that's what I mean about the whole kind of independence kind of movement and and all that, you know? No, that, that, you know, you're you're so right, is that we,
1: we all, we all, whether we like to admit it or not, we all do live in some sort of bubble i mean we you know we we, social, we tend to socialize with people that are like us they live in the same sort of socio economic circles as us um but that but I think that's that's the beauty of getting people together to sort of have conversations and share stories is that you you you'll see some some a lot of similarities in that, but you'll also see slight difference as well and it, it makes you to, to it gives you the opportunity to see things from a different perspective because the thing the other thing about that is is that you're hearing these stories from people that are like you you're not hearing, hearing them from a politician yeah. or a journalist or a commentator that you've heard a million things before and you're never really quite sure about what their ulterior motive is mm. with you know, a politician being the, the perfect example they can tell you one thing but what they actually seeing or what they're actually thinking. Whereas this, we're bringing people together. Right? I mean, I think people a perfect
0: can... example now is um, if you watch Nicola Sturgeon's daily news conferences mm-hmm. and some of the journalists, and I'm not going to mention the journalists because you might know what, what ones are, I and get them put in the bag. In my yeah. bag, Apart from me,
1: of
0: but, course, of um, course. But <laughs> but <laughs> you you watch that and you say to yourself, are they asking the question because of the politics, or is it because they're actually working for like a newspaper, or, you know, whatever? So it's a difficult kind of one, you know, and uh, and more more times that m- most times I would say I are like, asking asking it because. They're not. A, like, okay, they they want to ask it because they're journalists and they want to get to the kind of number like, or else Maybe are they doing it because they're kind of person as well and they don't believe what, or maybe they 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 don't like the SNP, so stop. Or you know, there's a million and one reasons it could be. There are. There are, and I suppose it. A lot of what it comes down to is, I mean, it
1: depends who that journalist happens to be writing yeah. for. Um At the end of the day, that person is a journalist, uh, they're they're doing a job, and they're doing a job for their employer. So if that employer happens to be oh, like, yeah. Rupert Murdoch's publications, then you've got a fair idea of what they're going to be talking about and the the line of questioning and, and where that's going to go. So, so that's the thing is yeah, I mean um political parties obviously but um journalists and publications as well a lot of the time do there's you know they they might be saying things and they might be writing things but it's it's very much directed from you know from from up above you know the, mm. the management and stuff like that or political part political party hierarchy um but that i think that's why it's so important um that there's a there is uh, a civic campaign, a civic movement, um, mm. which puts the, the power over to people to to make a campaign themselves. And I guess that's what myself and my colleague Clara are really here to do is to support that and guide it. It's not for us to prescribe different policy positions on different things. It's for us just to be here to sort of guide the, the campaign, but be a, be a platform for the things that are important to people across Scotland.
0: Okay, well, well, that's cool. We we could go on and on and on. I know, man.
1: I know. I'm thinking that same. I can. Ju- I don't know if you can hear it, but the the, the bin lorries outside. It's really, really loud. Them. Yeah. It's just, ah, right, yeah. So I,
0: yeah. Maybe the bin lorries telling us to stop. Stop. Yeah. What you're doing. And, so I think that the idea was for, for us to do this, and we could do more, and maybe. Through time, we might, and you people that's kind of sitting on the fence, and <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and that's a This is a good platform because everybody's kind of like doing this, uh, and no matter what organization it is, independence, whatever, mm-hmm. disability organizations, yeah, like, doing video vlogs and podcasting and stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah, so thanks for watching. Hopefully you get a bit um, out of it for Voices of Scotland, didn't you? Check them out on the website. They're on Facebook and Twitter as well. And uh, yeah, come back for more soon. Thanks for watching.